Hey everybody, welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbo's least chill work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Judgment, chapters 16.12 and 16.13. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Sylvia becomes the mayor of Kennet and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. Exciting. All right. Chapter summary. Chapter summary. Okay. Chapter summary. (laughs) Rose uses Conquest to take the Barber's claim from the Domain, while the others buy her time. We discover a better incentive for Buttsack than the fear of being forsworn. Rose does a great job at being a rep for the Abyss. Peter smashes some blades and Barbie is yeeted by a boogeyman. <laughs> Miss Lewis is captured. Blake is channeling Thing from the Adams family. Everyone slowly escapes from the barber and Miss Lewis is buried. Everyone goes their separate ways and Green Eyes lets Rose live. Huzzah. What did you think of these chapters, Malia? Um, they were exciting. And the the big fight, you know, is like resolved. But I feel like if I was reading the story live, I wouldn't think the story was over. <laughs> like I wouldn't yeah. think that it was the epilogue next week. And so I'm hoping to understand what the fuck is going on next week. <laughs> um But it was yeah, no, it was fun. All right. Um so far, do you still stand by? The, this is Wild Bill's least chill work. Yes. All right. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's not chill. It's not chill at all. Like, Blake's only been out of the abyss for like 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> not chill. For fucking Blake. I know. All right. <sighs> Rose uses conquest to take the barber's claim from the domain, and she does a great job at being a representative for the abyss. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, I guess one thing about these chapters that is a little bit weird is that Blake is completely, like, not completely, almost completely just like a bystander. Like, he does manage to, like, grab Ms. Lewis at the right point or something from what i remember but yeah like it's it's interesting that the protagonist of the story is so limited in what he's able to do at like the the very end of the final conflict yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean like we obviously wouldn't have gotten here without blake and he was really active at the first half of this fight or whatever um and it it wouldn't have been satisfying if rose didn't come out and do stuff yeah um but it is weird that blake is i mean it like it like kind of fits with a lot of pact in that like they're kind of in their weird like mirror world thing again where only one of them can be out and active at the same time and people don't remember or think of the other one as much and um blake completely giving his whole self up for hashtag the cause is very blake and very much what the story was doing um Mm -hmm. 
but yeah but rose is awesome during this part and blake is too he just also has like very diminished capacity at yeah. this point um but it's fun watching rose be a total badass um like she's she's on the throne and people are hurt and oh no but then like she like six bristles on um the barber like she literally is like sick him and that's incredible um like it was just so fun um and i i love that rose like kind of walks this line of like being a little bit awkward like it's a really cool moment but also like sickum is like funny like i don't know yeah it's really funny <laughs> and it is funny like <laughs> yeah um but this was yeah um this was like a really like almost really 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 cool moment um where she like uses bristles as bait basically um to try to get barbatorum to like start cutting bristles and then like banish bristles um because then you know maybe the shears would have gone as well um yeah that's pretty fucking smart it was really cool and it was like also kind of cool that the barber like catches her doing that um yeah but it was really cool um and you know speaking of bristles it's insane that bristles is not a dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> But also, like, Rose isn't, Rose does not overlook details like that. So it wouldn't have made sense if Bristles was a dog. But yeah, that's true. It was really good. But yeah, so Rose just like says a bunch of bullshit that's actually convincing and good about how she's like a servant of the abyss and she's claiming it for the abyss and all this stuff. Um... And it's, like, nuts that, like, she's so good at this. And also, like, everyone's constantly looking to her. And, like, she's been... She's only been practicing for, like, a couple weeks, technically, I think. But she's been, like, studying the practice for, like, two or three months. Yeah, um, this is... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess, like, specifically Diabolism, like, Ainsley and Lola haven't been studying that or whatever. But it's still very much, like, Rose, what is your plan? help us um that being said Paige is also a badass so maybe the thorburns are just like particularly gifted um, yeah they're just good at shit yeah it's a good thing that rose isn't doing dabblism anymore <laughs> yeah um but yeah so she's kind of saying like abyss swallow us up and lewis is like nah just wait till the rest of chicken's <laughs> bill goes <laughs> Um, and the vestiges and location I thought were pretty convincing, but the whole, like, bloodlines argument I didn't think was as good in terms of, like, the families. I guess literally the people standing in the domain at that moment were related to the people who've lived in the town forever. Maybe that's what she was trying to say. Because mm. um, I was like, I don't get, Lewis, what are you doing? Um but it was also kind of fun being like, oh, everyone has to like pull things out of their butt all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, they I mean, it's again, it's just fun that like the other verse is crazy, like physical combat and like dramatic arguments and like catchphrases and shit. Like it's fun that Rose and Lewis are like 
intellectually fighting while also like punching people in the face or whatever. Um, and I'm trying to figure out a good segue to this thought, but <laughs> speaking of punching people in the face or striking them in the back of their knees, um, Buttsack <laughs> is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a fun moment of comedy, I guess, um, that Mags is like, if you fight, like, I will give you, like, so much porn, like, weird yeah. porn, and that's very funny and very goblin, and also, like, poor Mags, like, I hope there's some sort of, like, easy way for her to get that without having to really, like, find it herself. I mean, technically she didn't say it had to be all different porn. Oh, that's funny, if she finds, like, one thing and just, like, <laughs> copies like, it over and over and over on the flesh. Like, this is this weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this this porn is the weird stuff. This is the weird stuff. <laughs> He'd be so pissed. He'd be bad. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's maybe if it's weird enough, he'll be all right. I mean, she also true. is like a goblin queen, so I bet like she can find like weird shit like that. I don't more easily. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's just she's an interesting like DIY goblin queen. Like it feels like she kind of fell into it, you know. Um yeah like goblins were a good option i guess also goblins destroyed her town and so she probably wants to know as much about them as she can Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's great (laughs) um but yeah we just we get more more people making moves the welder and the hellhound are fighting um mags unleashes her reserve gabo to fuck up miss lewis which was really clutch like Good on that goblin for being like, yes, I should do this. Um, I don't know how sentient or like how aware they are in the origami things, but that was awesome. They didn't even get an agreement for porn. <laughs> that was just a good little gobbo. Yeah, got ripped off. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll give him some anyway. Just one of the extra flash drives. Reward, yeah. Like, here you go. I feel bad. <laughs> some pity porn. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then the, so like the possessed lawyer summons a hellhound and then the chauffeur, chauffeur guy summons, I can't remember what I called him in his interlude episode, presuming that that was him, but he summons like two medium demons and then they're just like not a factor. (laughs) They're like immediately fucked by a building one thing that was really hard for me during this was trying to picture where they were um mm-hmm. at some point during the last chapter um i for some reason thought they were like on the ground um that like that shit had been so fucked up that they were now like it felt like there there needed to be more space or something but i think just like the top of the tower got fucked up or something because at some point like they're on the roof and the tower is obviously still not, or like still intact, basically at the end because you know Lola Ainsley, the kids, and Evan aren't all dead. Um, yeah, that's fair. And they just they they talk about being on the rooftop. Like I just for some reason kept being like they're on the ground, and like they weren't, and it's fine and not that important. But when I'm talking about this, I'm realizing like, oh, that's not accurate. The thing I'm trying to say, but but somehow some sort of building falls onto these people somehow or something <laughs> and then they no longer 
matter um, for the purposes of this fight, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Um, another example of, or more proof, I guess, that Rose is awkward. I guess we already knew that, but like, even when she's being badass, it's awkward. Is that she's like, I think I'm qualified to tell you to get lost, essentially. Um, and I really definitely wanted... sounds like an Avery line. Right? <laughs> it's like, I was like, for for like a second, I had so much hope that she would somehow manage to like banish them to the paths. I was like, I know that's not <laughs> happening, but oh my god, <laughs> like if Avery just like swings in and is like, which one? Or like something. Like I was just like, yes! But then, yeah. I think Avery also basically uses that line at some point in Pale. So probably. I mean, it's um, just too. You have to. Too, yeah. Um, it's so great. <laughs> um, but yeah, how much did this line affect Walbo subconscious and lead him to write Pale? Probably a bunch. <laughs> mm, is that your uh, prediction or just like you're just saying that no it's just so obvious it's not even, oh, a, prediction. It's not even a prediction it's just like yeah this is we, we are we we know yeah okay Th- that's the line that uh inspired pale yeah or at least avery mm-hmm. okay all right i like it i mean it seems, <laughs> well, seems like it like, tracks what if rose except like she had feelings <laughs> she was nice yeah. Like really, really, really nice. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, well, she probably can't be like connected to the abyss because I've already done that, and that's too sad. But remember that one time she had that really good phrase, that really good really, phrase, really badass. We all remember it. Yeah, <laughs> Rose's catchphrase. Rose's catchphrase about getting lost. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna build a whole character around that and a whole realm, a whole everything. <laughs> and I'm even gonna. <laughs> Do the same kind of lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an homage. Yes. You know? But, like, you know, in terms of, she says later, like, I don't know, just like, well, you wanted a domain, Miss Lewis? You've got it. <laughs> it's so good! I was like, oh, man. Yeah. She's like the anti-Avery, but, you know. But also, I don't also, know. Also, not that anti, you know? It's like Avery kind of pulls it off. And Rose kind of doesn't, but we love them both. <laughs> but we love them both, and that's why Wildbo was like, "What if she like did pull it off? <laughs> what if she's what so if she was fun? that much of a dork, but lovable and badass, right. and can pull off those lines?" I think that's the problem. I think Rose isn't actually a dork, and so when no, she says stuff like that, it just there's like this dissonance where it's like, "Why are you like, yeah, <laughs> like you're, yeah." Yeah. Like Blake could pull off those lines and they'd be terrifying. Yes. Rose and like Avery pulls them off and they're silly. And Rose just like can't quite pull it off. She can't but do it's it. Okay, Rose, we love you. Rose and- is still terrifying, but like Oh yeah. It's just Yeah. Um <laughs> and she and it's great too that like none of her allies can call her on any of that stuff because it would weaken the claim <laughs> so everyone yeah. just has to sit there and be like yep <laughs> that thing that you said that was great <laughs> uh, i feel like uh, we're being a little too harsh but it's funny no rose is amazing her lines are just like great they're just great, they're great. They're avery status yeah yeah that's all um so blake has in the meanwhile mean meanwhile blake is 
trying to move as his bundle of sticks and flesh, and he turns himself into a hand, and he's crawling across <laughs> this rooftop, like, incredibly slowly, like, like, reaching out to find little, like, cracks and stuff that he can, like, wedge his fingers into and, like, pull himself forward, and it sounds really exhausting. Um, yeah. But, but also he's... the perfect type of job for Blake. Oh, yeah. Because he just likes that kind of shit. He's <laughs> just like, he's not gonna stop. No. And he's gonna crawl toward Ms. Lewis, like, so slowly. <laughs> so slowly. But he's gonna fucking get there. <laughs> yeah, at some point in my notes, um, I said it reminded me of, like, that gag from Monsters University that was in all the trailers with the snail. Um, here I'm talking about? No. There's like <clears throat> like a snail themed monster and he's like I'm going to be late for school and his arms start like pumping wildly and he like he's barely like, very slow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like at the end of the movie when the whole year is done or whatever he shows up for his first class um, so sad. It's like <laughs> my nightmare and very traumatizing <laughs> but maybe that's why he's so scary cuz he reminds you of those mm. kind of nightmares oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's actually it. <laughs> like pass with flying colors, except not like you know, not like fast flying. Just like right, know. he just has to go in and tell people about, remind them of, be like, like, oh man, school in their like, dream. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna be late. You're gonna be so late. <laughs> like I still have dreams every once in a while that like I'm enrolled in a class that I have forgotten about, and it is like mm. too late to drop it, and it is like almost the exam. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. <laughs> it's the worst. I mostly have like weird it. like work dreams about being late or whatever. I had a dream that like for some re- like because we have, you know, we're a procedural area. We have the pre-op bays where we get people ready and the post-op bays where we like recover patients and stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of my dream was that like we're really busy and like there's like I was so annoyed because like apparently just this just made sense because it's my a dream there was a guy living in bay nine <laughs> and he like he just lived there you know and like but he was supposed to clean up his shit so that the patients could go in there <laughs> and he just like still had all his stuff just it was just like man he he has all his crap in there what are we supposed to do but the post-op patients <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Like, you know, Joe's crap's all in on Bay 9, and he's, like, not getting his stuff together. Yeah, it's just it's oh really hard. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, but yeah, there's just lots of, just lots of stuff happening. My, my notes are just, like, this person fights this person, like, over and over, kind of. Um, so, in terms of just, like, just this random... I just thought of a stupid comment. Just uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, just reading your notes. You know, it's like tenacious people on the rooftop, and then you wrote butt sack runs from barber, and I'm like, yeah, but probably, you know, that just makes sense in real life too. You know, I don't know. It's just it's a stupid, it's a stupid <laughs> thought. <laughs> most men are not going to want like any blades that are near any sacks or their butts. That's probably true. That's probably true. So, yeah, that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I could have, like, just not said it, but I just did. And now it's going to stay in because there's no chance it's getting cut. <laughs> just like 
the butt sack. There's no chance it's getting cut because he's running from the barber. Oh, well, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I mean, no, it's not. But sure. Thank you for, <laughs> for pretending. Yeah. Just, just bring it around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Do you think butt sack? Okay, this is a terrible thought. I should just like not say it. Okay. Um, no, I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, do you think butt sack? Like, do you think the goblin, like, I, I think I know which side I'm leaning towards a little bit more, but in your opinion, do you think butt sack is meant to be more like a butt and a ball sack or like, and like a butt and an abscess? Oh, I mean, I was thinking like some sort of, yeah, thing with the ball sacks and butts, but I don't want it to, I don't like the second one. That's I mean, more upsetting. I know, but that is almost, and so it's I kind of feel like why, it's the first yeah. one, but like, because it, it is more upsetting. And so I'm like, I feel like that's more goblin me because it's more upsetting. Maybe right? it's all of it. It's all of it. It's just like any kind of gross, but sack <laughs> It's just, he's, he takes it all. He's like, I identify as every kind of butt and sack combination. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're what welcome, everyone, for that. What a guy. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. What a guy. And it's like, do, do you think he's going to want porn that has to do with, like, things that are closer? To- this? I really don't want to talk about this. I really don't <laughs> want to talk about this. Okay. But People can discuss this in the, that's true. In the thread. And, but we'll see. Like, is will Malia cut it out, <laughs> even though she doesn't like it? The answer is No. <laughs> That is the answer. Do you want me to cut it out? Because I will try no, if you want fine. me to. No, it's fine. No, you do you. This is like, we're getting towards the end. I know exactly what we're doing. Like, you know, I won't listen to it anyway because I don't like the sound of my voice. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's okay. You know, it is your choice. I said it and uh, you can censor it. Great. <laughs> but she won't. <laughs> She's like, I had to hear it. Now all of you have to fucking hear it too. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that's valid. This is if I cut it all out, like it, people wouldn't listen. You know? Yeah, you're right. It gives a little bit of extra, like that. What is it? Je ne sais quoi. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't remember what that means. I didn't take French, but uh, it's like peace de resistance, except it's not because it's a different phrase. But like. I feel like it's similar vibes. Esque. I feel like it's like I don't know what or something. Son of a bitch, that was off. No, uh, there's French a bunch of Canadians listening to this. So that means there's like a bunch of French <laughs> understanding people. And uh, damn it, do we have any straight up French listeners? French listeners, I hello, think so. right? Um, isn't I thought Megafire was funny that French. Isn't he, is he? I, mm, I thought Dutch. God damn it. And you're not going to cut this out, so I'm just going to seem like a dumbass. <laughs> Fuck. All right. You know what? I just think it's, it's funny that both of us were like, uh, the Quebecois, they will judge us, and not, oh, the French, they will judge us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the French are already judging us. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> you know? It's like, rightfully so. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Ever do since, we just, yeah. 
I don't even know if you're talking about like us as like this podcast or us as a country or like what. I feel like ever since Freedom Fries, we've gone down a couple pegs. Oh know? God, that was so stupid. <laughs> I still think it's funny though. Uh, okay, just to, like let everyone know. Um, the majority of Americans thought it was as stupid as everyone else. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty young, so I don't really remember the prevailing sentiment. I feel like I remember being a little bit stressed out that like I would actually have to change Order fucking freedom fries, right? <laughs> but then we all forgot about it. Yeah, I, I was just, I was just, yeah, I didn't. I was like, I don't, I don't know. This is weird. I remember just being like, this is weird. Everything's weird. What's- I do feel like I don't normally hear them referred to as French fries. Just fries. Yeah. Like maybe that's what yeah. we did. We just cut it out entirely. We were like, is it French? Is it freedom? Only you know. Only you <laughs> know. Heart. Everyone knows it's fried. <laughs> mm. We didn't do that with French toast. No. Which is like, that's you not can't French. Just say toast. They don't fucking make French toast and like. I mean, they probably make. How do you know? <laughs> not not what you think French toast is like an authentic French dish. I don't know. It's like bread and eggs and milk. They love all that shit. There's butter. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Oh, this I don't is, know. So stupid. <laughs> um, okay. Mm-mm. All right. You're right. You know what? It's okay. We're sorry, French listeners. I'm sorry, French listeners. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. You know who else is sorry? Wait, this is actually a segue. Barbatorum is sorry. <laughs> he apologizes to Rose and he says, I'm terribly sorry, Rose. I wanted to do this better. I never harbored an abundance of ill will for you. And I was like, no, I, I. I don't like this. This feels uncomfortable. Like, you're obviously still a demon and stuff, but this makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think you're full of shit, but I just (laughs) don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think that he, if he didn't harbor ill will, it's because he harbored nothing. It was like, you, you don't matter. Yeah. He definitely wasn't fond. Right. I don't think it he is terribly sorry. I think it's just weird thinking that he really knows Blake and Rose really well. Like, I thought of him as this, like, distant, like, tool that, like, Grandma Rose was really, like, controlling and that he wasn't, like, an active participant. Like, I And, like, when he just, like, cuts people in half, like, does he have this, like, moment where, like, time stops and he gets to, like, really carefully, like, pick out all the shit that he wants? Because it happens really fast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, it's fucked up. Hmm. In a sense, Barbie's basically Rose's dad. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Is he better than the their lives and does he know them better than ambrose is dead <laughs> well and then let's also just compare it to in terms of okay got great panel comparison section that <laughs> get Lucy? bread in there what 
<laughs> like just who's who's the worst and rank the best and worst dad. <laughs> rank the dads. Rank the dads. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ask you that later. Be great. Good. All right, so keep that in mind, Malia. Okay. Rank the dads. Rank the dads. <laughs> All right, Peter smashes some blades. Barbie is yeeted by a boogeyman. Miss Lewis is captured. I just really wanted to put yeeted somewhere in this podcast, and I'm glad I've succeeded. Yeah. Like, why? It's appropriate. I don't know. Yeah, it fucking was, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, Peter Peter was great. This was awesome. Because, um, like, we see that Peter is down for the count earlier, and then now Peter is being sneaky and has decided to try to free face all which is really great um even though face all does his little bit nothing <laughs> oh my god he sucks so bad sucks so fucking bad i really there was a moment where i was like oh is this like this is the moment he's gonna like fix stuff <laughs> like if you spell <clears throat> face all backwards it's lazy af wow that's the real meaning it was there all along. It was there all along. <laughs> Holy shit. This is that wild foreshadowing where you're like, fuck. Fuck, it was so obvious. It was so obvious. <laughs> Why don't I just spell every character's name backwards to figure out their true self? <laughs> I mean, sure, you could argue lazy's not really spelled right, but if the S is backwards, it kind of turns into a Z, right? And also, they probably spell it with an S in like the uk who fucking knows do they i mean who knows we we obviously don't know shit right they, we don't know they, fucking shit we put z in a lot of words where they put s but i don't think lazy's one of them i mean you never know it could you be we could change we could change things let's see i could google lace it's it, it sounds more like lacy if i look at it like that oh gosh we're so, okay well, fuck all right but you know what it still applies because He's a lazy bitch. He sucks so bad. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks so bad. Because, <sighs> like, he's he's fucked, right? Like, you you could probably be like, hey, like, Rose was just like, don't even use his voice anymore. It's all bullshit. So presumably he could, like, stop being a dog. Like, presumably he was, like, free. Like, if he wasn't free, I can get being like, I have to leave now. But like, my God, he sucks so bad. He sucks so bad. <clears throat> um, I was also really worried Peter was going to die here when Barbatorum throws the blade at him, but then he doesn't, and that was nice. It's because like he's secretly he's like, I can't kill my children's cousin, you know, <laughs> my nephew. <laughs> I can't kill my nephew. <laughs> Uh, i mean we're gonna ignore all the deaths and shit that has been caused like before from this but like (laughs) suddenly he's had a change of heart well he never harbored ill will toward them so you know yeah that's basically like i fucking love you for (laughs) demon right it's really better than anything dad ever said like malia you gotta wait until (laughs) the comparison part okay we're gonna rank him we're gonna rank him so just funny. like class ranker except dad ranker dad ranker <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, um 
Yeah, so so Blake manages to like make it to the other side of the rails. <laughs> and <laughs> and at that moment, the real protagonist of this story makes this triumphant return. Um <laughs> sorry. It's Mr. Grimace. He's fucking back. He's, he's fucking back. Oh my god. I miss this fancy man. And like it was so weirdly touching that like he shows up here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of that is like reading the wandering in and all the characters being just like perfect marshmallows with all the like feelings and love for each other <laughs> and everything. But like this was so wonderful. <laughs> This is like up there with like the most triumphant moments of like any wild bow story for me. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucking triumphant because, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It was just this like one boogeyman who like they were like, hey, don't push us out this window. And then he like fucking creepily follows them. And they're like, yeah, you want to get out because it sucks here. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah just be cool great and then instead of just like being out there being cool he's like hey those people like really helped me and so right what i do best (laughs) this is my moment this is my moment to help out my best friends (laughs) he had a moment and he took it (laughs) it's so fucking good Uh, because like like even i think refers to him as like a one-trick boogeyman and so he <clears throat> he, he, he knows that trick. The window. <laughs> <laughs> He's been training his whole life for this moment. That's right. Uh, uh, God is so good. It's great. <laughs> um now that I'm realizing, yeah, that like face all gets out after Barbatorum is pushed out the window. So this is like even worse <laughs> <laughs> than I thought it was a second ago. There's just like nothing stopping like face off from helping even a little bit <laughs> except that he sucks so bad except that he's a lazy he's lazy af there's gotta be some some sort of like lesson about the like boogeyman who like risks his life to save everyone and the fucking angel who's like little <laughs> first the angel got them all into this mess and then just leaves them there just leaves them there ugh he's the worst complete dickhead (laughs) and Ms. Lewis is like this is my moment to leave and Blake's like nah (laughs) Blake's like I've spent the past like two hours and a half minutes crawling across this rooftop (laughs) with the singular purpose of grabbing you at the ankle (laughs) This I is cannot my moment. I cannot prevent you from leaving, but you stumbling slightly will remind people that you exist. <laughs> and it did. It, yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> my God, it did. Uh, yeah, they managed to get her. The other lawyers have fucked off, but they got one. Uh, you know, arguably the worst and scariest and most competent. So that's cool. Um, and. Miss Lewis decides, face all, there's a lot of people doubling down on their true selves and their inner nature, right? We got, we got Mr. Grimace showing his true colors, his, his loyalty, his goodness, his love, 
of shoving people <laughs> out of windows. <laughs> we got Faisal, the like absolute fucking coward who like sucks in every conceivable way, who like hides behind things and runs away. <laughs> and we got Miss Lewis, who is so close to being quote unquote free and yet is like I'm going to throw all of that away to summon a horrific demon out of spite. Like, just don't. Just don't. It's fine. Like, you don't have to. And Mags is such a good person. She kept her from getting deeper in debt by smashing her in the face with a pipe. What a nice... What a nice gesture. It's just so wild that she's like... Like, like, presumably, her whole thing is, like, being self-centered, right? But, like, her spite, like, overpowers her self-centeredness in this moment. It's, like, wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> it's fun that, you know, she's going to call down Ornias or whatever, Ornias, um, which is a fun throwback. And another, like, oh shit, like, if Blake had actually called down that demon, that would have been really bad. It would have been really bad. Uh, good times. Um, But this is, like, the start of this really cool visual montage, I guess, is a word. Motif. I think motif's a better word. That Wild Bo, like, sprinkles in throughout this chapter. um, Of, like, sand and smoke and, like this place slowly and steadily dissolving um like like you know smoke but instead of it rising it's falling because this this place is just like disintegrating um and part of that means that blake is buried (laughs) almost instantly (laughs) yeah because he's so small um and yeah, luckily he gets Rose remembers him uh for reasons that we might not appreciate, but um yeah, he doesn't get left on this rooftop. Um <clears throat> But yeah, there's also this moment where like I feel like it I feel like it's like a worm reference, but I don't get it. So I apologize. But like cuz Peter says you're like a superhero and Mag says Except I use guns, not some stick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's got to be a worm reference. It's wild bow work, and you say superhero, right? It has to be some sort of parahumans something. Yeah. But I'm like, we know, a, I guess, vaguest of all spoilers for worm, because again, I don't remember, I don't know what this is. But it's like, we, we know a superhero who does use guns, who is like a badass woman with yeah. guns. But Mags is like, I'm not that... Like, at first I was like, oh, it's a Batman thing. But I was like, no, it's gotta be a worm thing. And so I apologize, everyone. <laughs> you know, there's things we've disappointed in people more <laughs> earlier in this podcast. So it's okay, Malia. <laughs> I'm just like, dick superhero. I have no idea. Oh, well. At the very least, it's worm-esque. Right. It's adjacent. It's probably really great for people who caught it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's also interesting that, like, they manage to take down the bad guys, and then immediately, like, Peter and Rose cannot function. <laughs> like, like, Rose is being, like, bossy, and Peter is, like, 
so annoyed by that that he's like holding everything up and it's like yeah but also let's get going <laughs> like yeah like y'all both feel like shit but maybe just like let right it slide. It, it's understandable but also yeah let's go like let's go yeah <laughs> uh, um oh my god also in classic fucking mr grimace style right rose you know mags gets her goblins you know they they got miss lewis uh, they're about to get Blake, and Rose is like, "Hey, Mister Grimace, like the savior of us all, the hero of the story. <laughs> Come on, let's go!" And instead, he's like, "Peace," and just like jumps off the fucking tower, like an absolute lunatic. And it's so fucking funny, and I love him. And like, <laughs> like, and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like is this is this have something to do with like is he just like i guess i'm going back to the abyss now or like you know can he can he take that fall damage like why 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 <laughs> oh it's so funny all good questions <laughs> oh, but yeah so then we get blake and rose is like i need him and the first time i didn't register that sentence and the second time i read it i was like oh no <laughs> <sighs> well, everyone slowly escapes from the barber and Miss Lewis is buried. Yeah. Um, Blake reflects on how Grandma Rose, you know, succeeded, but also probably didn't anticipate this much, like, carnage or something. Um, and <clears throat> they find Green Eyes, who's been MIA. Uh, she was hurt, but she's back just in time to murder Rose. <laughs> Um, she she is not happy with this current situation um and ainsley and lola are on their feet which is exciting uh they did not seem to be doing well evan is worried um about blake and rose and everyone um (coughs) yeah um and they're like you know they won but they need to leave now and Barbatorum is outside, and that's bad. Um, and none of these people are in good shape. And so the plan is just to like walk by and hope he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Which is kind of wild that this works. Like, how much of this is that Barbatorum is also fucked up? Um, I mean, Rose like making a crater like helps, but. It is fascinating to me that he's just like, well, I guess I'm in this hole now. <laughs> like, he's just like, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, they, they have to like cover all the reflective surfaces and don't look back. And um, it's it's a tense and interesting moment because yeah, like destroying the demon wouldn't make sense in this story necessarily. Like, yeah. I feel like Rose is kind of like, we can maybe do it, except we can't fucking do it, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, like, so I guess he's going to the Abyss or something, like, bye. Um, and same with, like, Ms. Lewis, when they shove her into, like, another hole and she sinks into the nothingness. I guess she's going to the Abyss for, you know, a minute and then she'll be gone. Like, I'm like, the lawyers are, like, cool it's not worth this situation but yeah yeah um 
Um, we sort of witnessed the actual death of, or the official death, I guess, of Johannes when the Barbatorum pops, which was horrifying. Horrifying, but also like, thank goodness, that poor man. Yeah. He's dead. Let's just be done. And then yeah. the leader of the Rack Pack is like, good. And like, that's fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't hate Johannes, but also, I'm like, fair. I, uh, yeah, I get I get that reaction. <laughs> um, And yeah, I guess it's just like, he has to reconstruct a new body, so he needs to like, it takes some time, and they can get away. Um, And Rose is kind of like, we beat him three times, and therefore, we're done, spirits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we beat him here, we beat him in the abyss, and then we beat him when I was actually Grandma Rose, because bloodlines, am I right? <laughs> and everyone's kind of like, but, like, this is way stronger than Ms. Lewis's argument, slash as strong as Ms. Lewis's argument. Yeah. And I think, I, don't, I think, like, Rose actually really has a point. Like, she was dragged into this, like, because of her bloodline. She couldn't prevent it. And, like, the Fae don't see her as a different person. Yeah. Right? Like, they, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. It all sounds pretty legit. Yeah, to me. that makes sense. Um... <clears throat> yeah. but yeah then uh ms lewis gets shoved into the earth and evan encourages rose to come up with a good punchline and it's fucking great as you already said <laughs> it's all yours um classic it's good it's really good um after that everyone goes their separate ways and green eyes lets rose live just <laughs> shocking um the first time i read this i didn't understand why rose like didn't leave even though so it seems like okay the abyss is gonna get this domain and everyone else needs to leave (laughs) but rose is like i can't go because the lawyers are still out there so i have to like be in the abyss for a while uh and not with them is that right (laughs) i think so um which seems weird because they the lawyer's fucked off, and, like, a lawyer and a demon are being buried in the space with you, and and then, like, why why don't we say, hey, Evan, go away? I guess we're just, like, fine with him being a Uh The vestiges are already fucked. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> we get to the bridge, almost, and Lila's like, hey, this was fun, but I can't, I can't, I can't keep going at this pace. I have to go see my mom. Yeah. And, you know, Lola and Ainsley kind of talk about how Lola's like, you know, we did it like, like we lived, like people lived. And Ainsley's like, not everyone lived. And, you know, but, but like still, like still, we didn't all die horribly. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a win right there. That's a win. Um, And yeah, so Lola's like, yeah, I, I need to leave. So she runs um to like check on her mom which is nice yeah um and you know this is the start of rose's like moments with everyone where you know she she says to lola like yeah like fuck obligations like fight the power and the system run to your mom it's fine and mags is like uh i totally don't want to also do that (laughs) (laughs) and she's like no it's fine like (laughs) Go find your dad. And do what you want to do. Um, they they briefly talk about, you know, like, the f- 
the Fae, like, are they free now? Are they still tied to this place? Um, it sounds like everyone, like, so the plan is, like, fuck Jacob's Bell. It's done. We all have to get out. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> Which just is, like, not what I understood based on Ms. Behame's comment in Pale. Um, the way that she said that she was worried about her hometown in Pale made me think that it still existed. <laughs> so, unclear. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, I guess you could still be worried about your hometown if it's sucked into the abyss. Right, you don't want it to get, like, you don't want more shit to happen. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, at one point, as we're also establishing what's about to happen, Rose is like, this makes me want a domain. And like, maybe I'll write a diabolic text, lol. Which makes everyone worried. But she's like, nah, like, you know, propaganda. Get him to, like, let's fuck him up. That's right. Um, And also, hopefully, Alistair will still work with me, even if I'm in the abyss, lol. Um, yeah. Which is, like, hopeful, sort of. Yeah. Also, he's back to being Ainsley's cousin, and so we just don't know. It's fine. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, Ainsley and Peter are the next to leave. Um, they... Well, and then another thing weird. I just... If this is the end of this story, <laughs> I just don't get it. Because... So she's like, hey, can you bring Alistair here? Like, so we can, I don't know, talk about whatever's happening moving forward or something. Mm -hmm. So presumably, like, Peter and Ainsley's plan is to go back, grab Alistair, and come back here. Um, which just doesn't feel like the vibes of yeah what Rose is doing. But also, hmm. like, how much of this is lies and bullshit? It feels like Rose is, like, planning for the future, which I guess she can do because she isn't murdered by Green. <laughs> Maybe. There you go probably um anyway there's a nice bit with peter where he says like you're not all that bad for a thorburn um and like i'm almost looking forward to a call from family like uh, uh. Um, so nice it's so nice and then Paige decides to like smash us all in the face with a baseball bat by being like that's not gonna work peter and ainsley absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> and she clarifies that she's like 99% positive <laughs> so that she doesn't gainsay herself I guess Um, but I don't know I have hope yeah I mean might just be true love <laughs> I mean or they can date it, it cannot be like a no, really true awful love. okay <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's all i want out of this story <laughs> give it up on it. blake and rose like they're fucked they're fucked you gotta like take Ace your wins where you can get them you know right um <clears throat> so they hobble off and then there's Paige, and after she you know ruins all our hope almost um almost. she's like Hey Rose, like good job. Like all my life, I always thought that I was the only decent person in our family who didn't want to live this way. But I guess you also <laughs> were like that. 
<laughs> which is upsetting and it's nice that she's like hey we 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 were, we were friends like you me and molly yeah um she doesn't clarify like i was a dude but it doesn't really yeah. matter it doesn't really matter that'd be um, that'd be extra confusing right you and molly and blake were all friends <laughs> yeah except you wasn't except it was quite Ambrose. right yeah. like it was me but it was blake and yeah it's confusing yeah. um and then they say that they're going to keep in touch, sort of, and that's, a, you know, nice and meh. And Paige leaves. And then Rose immediately collapses. And that's upsetting. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait, before Paige leaves, um, Paige talks to Blake, which was really nice. Um, Yay! She was, like, the only person to do that. Um, and it's just nice when people acknowledge Blake. Yeah. And, like, vice versa, when Rose is, like, not. Yeah present in the same way um but yeah so then rose collapses and she's like hey green eyes please don't kill me and evan's like what (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of a fun moment um and rose is kind of like green eyes has figured out that rose is going to eat blake to try to fix herself more because she's not doing well she's not doing good um because she can't leave the domain and go with everyone else and yeah. stuff for reasons um so she has to eat blake and green eyes doesn't like that um rose makes the argument that like no this is what he actually really wanted yeah um blake and should have tried to give a thumbs up it's it's frustrating in that moment kind of that like we don't we like blake is just an observer again and we don't get mm-hmm. any indication of whether that's true in this moment. Yeah. Um, and maybe like Blake as his fuller self, like in the grove by Mara's house was more of an indicate, like we should follow that. But also, I don't know. It's just like, I, it's like, I don't know how I feel about this. And it's weird to me that Evan, like, so like, I can see that Evan doesn't want green eyes to murder Rose. Yeah. Um, so he's really just like, please green eyes, like don't murder Rose. Yeah. Um, which I also don't want Green Eyes to murder Rose, so I was happy about this. But Evan's not like like Evan says at one point, no, like you're okay, like we can fix me, we can fix Blake, we can all be fine. Mm-hmm. And I guess just like Rose has decided, like, no, I'm not fine. And Evan is like, please don't kill her, and Green Eyes, I guess, agrees not to. Um, and then we just get this one last like horror filled moment where rose like reaches down into blake and breaks him apart and that's and it's so scary and awful and there's no last like hi blake we love you or anything or like i'm sorry or like anything and part of me is also like fool me once wild bow shame on you fool me twice shame on me like then all went dark doesn't mean hi i'm dead now like if mm-hmm. if I didn't make it, and then we see no one remembering that Blake exists, <laughs> isn't Blake got eaten by that demon? Then all went dark, isn't? <laughs> and then Rose ate me, and I Rose feel like me. that it's like kind of denialism, but also he already did this to me once. <laughs> I feel like this is part of why if I was reading this live, I would be like, there's no way this is the end. Because he already fucking did this. 
<laughs> it's already not true. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see that. And maybe part of people, like, it feels, this all feels kind of weird and hollow. Like, <clears throat> all of the goodbyes with people and the reassurances, like, like it feels hollow and fake. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to. And I, I don't know if it's supposed to be. But, like, the moment that Rose collapses, it feels like, oh, you're never going to see any of those people again. Yeah. Um, even though they're practitioners and she said, like, you know, bring Alistair back and I'm going to try to talk to y'all and whatever. Um, I didn't go through and, like, methodically try to figure, like, parse exactly what she said. But to see if there were any, like, definitive promises. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I feel sad um and confused and upset yeah and like it basically i feel confused and upset. yeah and i'm hoping that we get some sort of clarification on what the fuck happened yeah um yeah because if rose is able to do stuff and this was necessary and i mean blake isn't like a suffering bag of sticks anymore that's good i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. what all right, I think we need to go to the end of the arc. That's where we're at. Um, <laughs> what does judgment mean? Um, I also determined this was the end of the arc by trying to parse Wildbo's table of contents. But like, mm. I feel like the epi- like epilogues aren't part of the arc that comes before. Um, so even though there's only one, I was like, no, that's different. So judgment. Um, um. One of the things that we learned a long time ago when we were talking about the definition of judgment is that it's the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. Um, at the very beginning of this arc, um, we had to judge whether or not the the dead people were actually them. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. that was part of this arc. So, <laughs> Yeah. Way back then. Way um, back. So that's what that reminded me of. Um, but... I guess the biggest thing is, like, Judgment Day. Um, You know, we fought a demon, um, and we came to the epic conclusion of this story and the way that Judgment Day is the epic conclusion of Earth, um, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was pretty spot on. Uh, There's also, if you're thinking of judgment as, like, a judgment of yourself, a self-reflection or evaluation, that feels like some sort of Blake and Rose thing that I'm not able to quite put together at this point um but you know like reflection is a huge theme in the story uh self-reflection and literal reflection and so judgment as like some sort of evaluation of blake and rose and an evaluation of like themselves um i don't know there's something there's something all right malia where the fuck is this going I mean, like, maybe Blake's actually dead. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully we'll see, you know, like, what happened to Blake and Rose and Evan and Green Eyes and who died, um, who lived. Um, I don't know. There's one chapter left. Yeah. How much can we fit in there? I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully a lot. (laughs) Hopefully a lot. All right. Um... We're going to go to our pale in comparison section, which I'm excited about because we're going <laughs> to do the dad in comparison. 
rank the dads. We're gonna rank. We're gonna do the dad ranker. So, let's identify some of the dads. So there's Barbatorum. There's <laughs> there's Mister Thorburn. Yes. There's Brett. Yes. Connor. Uh, Lucy's actual dad. And then I don't know if we're getting into like John and grandfather and. I mean, I think we should like narrow it down. <laughs> okay. To be honest. So, um, like, actual dads and Barbatorum? So yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's do actual dads and Barbatorum. People who actually created these characters or helped. Based on what we know, Lucy's dad might be the best dad. Um, like, okay. at this point, maybe it's Connor, but... And, like, we don't really know much about Lucy's dad other than he died. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's not a ton to go off of, mm-hmm. but Jasmine liked him and she's cool. Um, and like i was gonna say obviously connor's the best dad but connor like was not a great dad at the beginning of fail he wasn't like horrible but he wasn't that good so Mm -hmm. either lucy's dad and then connor or connor and then lucy's dad okay um and then we get to the three shitheads (laughs) and the question really is is barbatorum better or worse than (laughs) Yep, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Who's worse, Brett or Barbie? Or Mr. Thorburn. This is kind of interesting. Is Brett worse yeah. than Mr. Thorburn? Um, hmm. Part of it is that there's sort of three versions of Mr. Thorburn. There's there's Ambrose's dad, Blake's dad, and Rose's dad. Um, Rose's dad might be better than Brett. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Blake's dad is better than I don't know about Ambrose's dad, right? Because, like, Rose's parents did go to her when Blake was in the abyss. Um, Blake's dad did not try very hard to find him. Mm-mm. But Brett is this, like, emotionally abusive, like, physically abusive, like, crutch man. I don't know how to describe this. Um, and there's Barbatorum who knows his children inside and out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And who never harbored any or ill will toward them. Although I don't think that any of the people, with the exception possibly of Mr. Thorburn, actually harbored ill will toward their yeah. offspring. Maybe Brett did it more toward the end when Verona, when his house burns down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? This is really hard. Um, Like, there's kind of a haha joke answer of, like, they're worse than a demon, but also like, it Barbie's feels... Barbie's gotta be the worst, because he's a demon. <laughs> Brett's almost as bad as a demon <coughs> but not quite um connor's fine what about mr thorburn um he's a thorburn so he's a dick uh, <laughs> okay he's a dick he's a dick he's a dick 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 yeah um let's see share your thoughts people share your thoughts <sighs> getting sleepy yeah so we can move on Okay, moving on. Moving on, moving on. Okay, it is bold and specific prediction time. Hey, the last one? The last one. So you obviously have to make a prediction about the interlude, right? <laughs> yes. So who's it going to be? Um. So I'm hoping that it is a three-part interlude, because three is a good number, and I want multiple POVs. Yeah. Um. It seems fitting if it's a human practitioner other tripart interlude. And my first thought, I guess, would be P 
Peter, Paige, and Evan. Um, mm-hmm. I want those points of view. We haven't had them. And they might give a decent spread of, like, what's happening. Um, if it's just one point of view, Evan mm-hmm. would be my vote. Um, cool. But also, there's, like, the witch. It'd be funny if somehow they ended up in the drains with Zoe or whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool beans, cool beans. Okay, sorry, I'm a dragon. I'm dragging, I'm not a dragon. <laughs> That'd be cool, though, if I was a dragon. Uh-huh. Be a really small dragon, because I feel like they're usually bigger than me. <laughs> uh, the ones that exist on Earth are not. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking like a fire-breathing one. Okay. Not like a Komodo dragon. Those fuckers will kill you, because their mouths are fucking nasty. I was thinking bearded dragons. Oh, yeah, those are those are a little small. Bigger yeah. than I am. By but we're almost done. We just gotta get through the discussion <laughs> question. We're gonna be good. Okay, discussion questions. We wanted you to compare Pale Impact. Okay, Hobo Demon, um, which is another kind of demon. It's a Barbie demon, and then there's the Hobo Demon. And I don't know the difference right now, because my brain's melting. But the most obvious contrast is that Blake and the Kenneteers embed into awakenedness with vastly disparate levels of support from their communities but as a compare both scenarios end up illustrating the value of robust networks of mutual aid and social support the kenneteers come into more of a leftist communal communal culture which their progress through the learning curve of life is subsidized as a lost leader by their community and blake comes into more of a rightist Rightish adversarial culture in which the established power dynamics are assumed to be correct by default, and Blake slash Rose's survival slash flourishing is possible through only through falling back onto a previously established network of mutual support vis a vis their artistic coterie. Fuck, I'm so sorry. I cannot speak. Not that the Kenneteers had it easy at all. They had to find the corruption within their support system and the courage to confront their patrons, but they all they really found was friendship. That's not what it says. All they really found reason to defenestrate established authorities, which is the most punk thing, therefore good. Such a beautiful word, defenestrate, especially considering it originated to refer to an act leading to a 30-year-long war as a way of categorizing it in common with another similar act that had sparked a 15-year war 200 years earlier. Not that the defenestration is at all spoilery or plot-related, except insofar as Avery defenestrates herself joyfully now that she's got the one boon from the path she ran with America. And no... I didn't make that up myself. <laughs> and also the that's great. The one true protagonist Holy of fact. Fuck you guys are typing a lot, which I mean is great, but it's hard because like I'm well you can ask Malia. Yeah. I have it's one fine. I'm gonna open. read I'm gonna read the next one. Wolf Tamer nine says that maybe Wildbow likes to invert protagonist and antagonist roles uh within the same universe. Uh which he they talk about 
Worm and Ward a little bit. But then they kind of get into the other verse. And so um, the main part I'm going to talk about is the idea that Charles is evil Blake. um, Because they also talk about the trio is kind of being like a good Johannes face all and barber. uh, But that's shake gear and you can read about it on Reddit. Okay. Charles is evil Blake. So Blake and Charles are both badly beaten down by the forces of karma. They end up very resentful and bitter. Um, Charles gets a reset when he takes the Carmine throne, like what happens when Blake falls into the abyss and becomes a boogeyman um, and decides to go slaughter a bunch of practitioners. Um, one of Wolf Tamer 9's friends points out that Blake actually refused the abyssal guardianship role that would have given him a massive power boost at the cost of his freedom. Um, unlike Charles, who takes the Carmine role, um, lots of power and traps himself into the structure of the seal. Um, mm-hmm. Blake does a better job at surrounding himself with good people. Uh, he really cares about people. Um, and he doesn't necessarily prioritize his goal over them, but a lot of people die <laughs> a lot in of pursuit die. of his stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, Blake and Charles both lose themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Last but not least, do you want me to read this one or do you want to do it? No, I got it. I fucking got it. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Okay. Macy one. I always felt like one of Pac's major messages was that the most important thing is to never give up the fight. So much of Pac is people telling Blake and Rose that fights are impossible or not worth it or might make things worse. But even at his worst, Blake never loses his determination to fight for what's right. And at least try to change things for the better. Pale is fun because it engages with the question that arises after PAX. If you're fighting for a change, how do you do it productively? Blake was never in a position to fight well. All of PAX is him scrapping to not be completely devoured by different parts of the universe. Pale, on the other hand, is less pressured. The Kenteers have time and space to think about what change they want to enact and what lines they can and can't cross to enact it. It complements the message of Pact in a really cool way by following the line of thought that's raised by its predecessor. New discussion question. What, what, what? What's your favorite moment of Pact, bitches? Yes, we want, if you want to do quotes, if you want to pick a chapter, an arc, or if you want to narrow in on a very specific Mr. Grimace moment, um, we just want to, we just want to celebrate Pact next episode so celebrate let us know times come up yeah maybe not like that but you know celebrate somehow celebration gosh damn it okay you know it's fine okay thank you for like landed like a little head jiggle and like you know in support of my uh my raspiness which i appreciate that's a good sibling right there dancing people say you should dance like nobody's watching but really you should dance in support of someone else's delirious singing <laughs> okay i had another thought there and i lost it so i had to finish it with something okay well it just looks really judgy i just want to go to bed <laughs> you're just stopping me from going to bed what do you mean you were stopping me from going to bed earlier so you started it when I was talking about this book that 
Yeah, yeah, you started it. You had so many thoughts. Okay, I mean, that's a good thing. But thank you for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantabulous stories, Go to patreon.com slash You can send us an email at palincomparisonpod at gmail.com. You can also go on Twitter or whatever, but maybe it's dead. It's unclear. Okay. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering the epilogue of the epilogue. All right, fun fact. So, apparently, if you threw an apple at someone in ancient Greece, it was a sign that you wanted to get down. I guess it was a seductive type of deal due to the association of apples to Aphrodite. Huh. Yeah. So, that's interesting. So, maybe that's why they think boys picking on girls and vice versa <laughs> like each other because they would fucking throw apples and it was like i don't know it's probably a stretch but beam an apple at your crush there you go that's the that's the moral of the story by story <laughs> i mean podcast episode indeed all right we're gonna go before like i lose my mind yes even more so peace out bros bye, bye.